the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian, is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. We are going to cover a really, really important, if not earth-shaking, Supreme Court decision today. Now, last week we covered the repeal of Roe v. Wade and some others related to uh, charter schools, related to gun rights. But today we're going to talk about the last decision that the Supreme Court issued for its session Last week, June 30th, it's called West Virginia versus EPA, and it was issued by Judge Neil Gorsuch. And the reason this is so important, we're going to talk about it today, but it has implications for really the way our entire government is run, doesn't it, Kathleen? Yes, it does. The power of the administrative state, Judge Gorsuch said, to destroy liberty and property, to blast through legislation, science, and judicial oversight was never more on display than in the last two and a half years. And we've really seen that. So this this court case, uh, West Virginia versus EPA, has to do with this administrative state that goes beyond our legislative process. It goes beyond Congress. It goes beyond the president and just issues orders and regulates personal behavior even and and under the color of law, which is not really law, but uh, these bureaucrats, we have, we now have a vast and permanent bureaucracy of 432 agencies and 2.9 million bureaucrats who are unreachable by any standard of personnel management. So the, Judge Gorsuch said we have to get back to fundamentals. They've been acting illegally all along both the EPA and he, and we also have a court case uh, th- that says that the CDC has been acting illegally by issuing these mass mandates on airplanes. So this is a, this is a fundamental case and it's making us rethink everything. And yes, these administrative agencies have just gotten out of control and now they're being reined in. Let's put in perspective 2.9 million bureaucrats. Now, this doesn't include, for example, the U.S. military. It doesn't include school teachers. So there's way, way more government employees than that. But 2.9 million bureaucrats, that's about twice the size of the entire United States military, all the services, to put it in perspective. And not that none of these people are needed, but many of them just issue and enforce ever-expanding regulations. But let's give a quick background specifically on West Virginia versus EPA. This case originated 
like the case against the high school coach that was praying on the field that we mentioned last week, this case originated seven years ago in 2015. Under the Obama administration and the Obama EPA, they determined that under the Clean Air Act, they classified carbon dioxide as a toxic pollutant, and they took on the authority to reduce and eliminate the emission of carbon dioxide without any further legislative approval or oversight. So in other words, they put into place a new power plan that required us to get off all fossil fuels over X number of years. I think it was gradually between then and 2030. Actually, it's not that gradual. We had to get off all fossil fuels totally onto renewables. By the way, fossil fuels still supply 87% of all the energy in the country. Anyway, what happened back then, West Virginia and other states filed against it. There was an injunction put on, so they couldn't immediately implement it. But it took seven years to finally wind its way through the courts. And the U.S. Supreme Court said... No, the EPA vastly exceeded its legislative authority, and they could not go ahead with this. But it has implications, as you're implying, Kathleen, for all these other, they call them alphabet agencies, whether it's the CDC or the NIH or, for that matter, I guess the FBI. They all seem to have three letters, three... uh, And by the way, the issue of whether CO2 is even a pollutant at all is highly suspect under the scientific uh, evaluation of it, not everybody agrees. It's, And that is another thing that these agencies do not do. They will not debate the science of what they're ruling. And so the left is saying, oh, this is going to mean that we don't have clean water, we don't have clean air. No, this agency was even created under the Clean Water and Air Act back in, what was it, 1980? They had the authority to look at water, look at clean air, but nothing to do with. They ca- identified counting pollu- counting right. c- carbon dioxide as a pollutant, which no, that's that's not substantiated. The original, the, my understanding, we don't have the science to back that up. My my understanding is the original legislation from the Congress did identify toxic pollutants like aluminum, like mercury obviously petroleum leaks, they did identify these things that there's pretty broad consensus. You don't want this in your water right, that's and your air. Issue, though. But the whole this. thing about carbon dioxide and, getting and making off fossil it, fuels, that's yeah, huge. That's, that's going way yeah. beyond. This is an so. example that Judge Gorsuch gave. He, by the way, was the first of the Supreme Court justices appointed by Donald Trump. But anyway, Justice Gorsuch gave this example of overreach. He said, suppose the Department of Homeland Security, in order to decrease illegal immigration, we kind of wish our current Department of Homeland Security acted to decrease illegal immigration. But anyway, that is their charter. So suppose in the context of doing that, the Department of Homeland Security said, we are going to make trade policy for the United States, and we're going to make foreign policy. We're going to decide which treaties and which defense alliances the United States can make, because it's all part of our charter to fight illegal immigration. That I think that would generally be agreed that's going just way beyond their scope. So 
clearly we have a problem that cries out for a mighty rethinking of everything. And uh, Judge Gorsuch quoted the the Federalist Papers, and he said it is vital that the rule, the Constitution's rule vesting power is in the Congress. It's vital to the integrity and maintenance of the system of government ordained by this Constitution. It's, and the framers believe that a republic, a thing of the people, would be more likely to enact just laws than a regime administered by a ruling, a ruling class, and that's an important word there, of largely unaccountable, quote, ministers. So that's directly from the Federalist Papers that Judge Gorsuch was, uh, was quoting. So that was written by no other yes. than Alexander Hamilton, which some of you have seen the play Alexander Hamilton. You know that he was fundamental to the founding of this country. He was fundamental, along with James Madison, to the writing of the Constitution. But they had just seen they'd the seen example it. Seen of it. the British government where there's a ruling class and everybody else has to be under their thumb and they can't do any manufacturing in the United States and they get they get taxed without representation and all the other things that the British did. And it's listed in the Declaration of Independence, all the egregiences that they had against the British government. So, yeah, unelected ministers are not a good thing. That's not government by the people. I just love this decision by Justice Neil Gorsuch. So he really he 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 refers to the Constitution and the Federalist Papers and he even gets to the root of what what is the root of overreaching agencies like this and he even talks about progressivism we hear a lot about progressivism today and he looks at the man who's considered the father of modern american progressivism that was woodrow wilson one of our presidents you may recall he was president during world war one he has some unbelievable quotes from Woodrow Wilson that shows what an elitist Woodrow Wilson was. And I think this relates to some of the thinking going on today. So Wilson wrote some books. In one of his books, he said, the mass of the people are selfish, ignorant, timid, stubborn, or foolish. In other words, he didn't want those type of common people running the country. Or having any say. He expressed even greater disdain for particular groups. He, he, he uh, congratulated, and this is direct quote, that congratulated the white men of the South for ridding themselves by fair means or, or foul of the intolerable burden of government sustained by the votes of ignorant, African-Americans, except he didn't call them African-Americans. That was Woodrow Wilson. And one other quote, I take this kind of personally. He also attacked the immigrants that were coming from southern Europe, from the south of Italy, and men of the meaner sort out of Hungary and Poland who possessed neither skill nor energy nor any initiative of quick intelligence. As a descendant of 100% 100% Greek immigrants, which is in the south Not of Europe. Not very flattering. I kind of take offense by <laughs> from Woodrow Wilson, but, but you know what? Yeah. The think the the reason Gorsuch is saying this is not is not because it's just Woodrow Wilson. That same type of elitist thinking is behind a lot of these so-called progressive ideals, not just ideals, but mandates and regulations that we're having to deal with today. Yeah, and William Buckley said that he would rather be governed by the first 20 names in the 
Boston phone book than the academicians and the ivory tower elitist types uh, like at Harvard Wood, University, like, like Woodrow Wilson. So, so much for government by the people if it's from coming from the progressive wing, uh, and it's not based on sound reasoning. A lot of it's emotionality and it, you know snobbery, even as we've seen. So, we are going to take a break now. We'll, we will be right back to discuss more of this important landmark Supreme Court It really case. has just such broad implications if we follow up, as we, if we as patriots follow up and require our elected officials to follow up. Be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizens. We're talking about the landmark Supreme Court ruling, West Virginia versus the EPA and the implications of that. So one other uh, important principle that Judge Gorsuch mentioned in the case was the importance of the government being dependent on the people instead of the other way around. And we have way too much dependence on the government of the, you know, the people being dependent on the government. Now we have all these agencies, as we said, 432 of them and all the other government employees, including just right here in San Diego County, the, the county government, which doesn't include all the other federal and local and other city and other employees, the county government is the third largest employer in our county. And do we really need all those people? Because they mainly issue, um, you know. Bureaucratic regulations regulations, and and they enforce them. And they don't produce the goods and services that we need that the private sector does produce. They, They don't. So it's really worth rethinking of the government, and that is the legislative bodies that are accountable to the people that can be removed from office uh, be dependent on the people. But these bureaucrats, by and large, cannot be fired. They can't be fired. They're lifetime. And I can give an example of how unaccountable the people right here in the county are. We filed a lot of claims against the surety bond of Nathan Fletcher, who is our county supervisor. We told them all the laws he's been breaking, not the least of which is this unaccount, this unconstitutional vaccine mandate that goes against every principle of informed consent or medical ethics or the Constitution. How many policemen have we lost due to that? 22% of the police force. In the city of That's San Diego. That's leaving 22%. us unsafe. That is giving us not our full protection that we are entitled to under the Constitution, and that is listed in the Constitution, that we are we are guaranteed our, the securing of our rights. That's the role of government, not to solve every problem, not to, to uh, cre- you know, create this utopia that they think they're going to create. No, it's to secure our rights under the Constitution. And so we we submitted that to the county council. Multiple people uh, uh, filed these bonds, and they just, they pretty much dismissed them. They just said, 
well, we don't, you know, these we don't care if these if they're breaking laws. We're just we're just going to dismiss them with a form letter. They didn't even sign it with their names, and they didn't even tell why, which the law requires them to do. And so, what what is our recourse now? Well, I guess we could take them to court, which would be a you know a big undertaking. But why can't they be more accountable to us? They should be, and so. We're going to have to be creative as to how to hold them accountable from now. But it's a big you know, issue. You know, Kathleen, what another example of the overreach that I think we both experienced a few years back. We inherited a small piece of property in rural Utah near Huntsville. Yes, Brian U- and I did. Very near Huntsville, Utah. In fact, yeah. I think technically it was within the city limits of Huntsville, Utah. So we visited there. It we weren't sure. It was my grandfather's sure. home where he grew up. Right. And so, in fact, it was within sight of, of your grandfather's home. But anyway... We wanted, well, we weren't sure what we were going to do with it. We weren't sure if we yeah, were going to develop it. There was nothing it. on it. Right. There was nothing on it. So as a first thing I wanted to do, there were these, part of the part of the land had these huge cattails, these huge weeds of cattails that were multiple feet high, and I wanted to hire someone to mow them down. Well, I was informed that while we were out of town, because we live in California, there was literally a federal inspector from, I think from the EPA, a federal inspector that was walking around on that property, and he determined that we could not cut down those cattails. We couldn't cut them down. They were just weeds that were several feet high. We weren't trying to divert any water or anything like that. We just wanted to cut down yeah, the cattails. Yeah, we just wanted to be able to have a clear... Piece of property. To I was to I was stunned. Yeah. I I was I was thinking, how does that federal bureaucrat even find this place? It was <laughs> down, it was down a dirt road. It was down a yeah. dirt road. But this federal bureaucrat, man, the long long arm of the federal bureaucracy. So it just reminds me of Klaus Schwab saying, "We want to own all the property. We want to, and you're going to be happy by us owning it and telling you what to do with it." If 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 you even live there. So. Well, it worked with us, I guess, because we ended up selling it. We didn't do anything with it because it was just too many, too many hurdles, hurdles, hurdles to, to overcome. overcome. So we just sold it. But, you know, I want to refer again back to that ruling because it was just so well written. He refers, he, Gorsuch, refers to James Madison. And he says, the Constitution placed its trust not in the hands of a few, but in a number of hands. So those who make our laws would reflect the differences of the people they represent and have an immediate dependence on and an immediate sympathy with the people. This reminds me that our founders, most of our founders, including James Madison, were Christian. They had a biblical worldview. And as having a biblical worldview, they knew that man was fallen. And so what's the best way to deal with that when you're trying to set up a government? You disperse the power. You have checks and balances. You don't make it easy for a small group of people to accumulate all the power. That's a reflection of a biblical worldview. Yes, and if you don't have it, it makes it easier for you to migrate towards this more you know, concentrated, unelected type of agency yeah, relying government. Relying on experts that aren't really experts. Anthony Fauci was a, a so-called doctor that had never treated a patient in his life. And he's treat, he's handed over the power to make the treatment for everybody in the country. He didn't have to be accountable to one patient whatsoever. So, yeah, this is, 
you know, our founders said that they wanted to make lawmaking difficult by insisting that two houses of Congress must agree to any new law and the president must concur or in the, or a legislative supermajority must override the veto, but they made it difficult. There had to be a broad consensus. Everyone had to agree. You had to engage in the political process. And that's what these bureaucrats don't want to do. And And these elitists, they don't want to, Go in the. They don't want to engage in the political process and have to win hearts and minds to their position. And you know because who they else wouldn't be able to do it. You know who else doesn't like that process? Special interests exactly. that can that can curry favor. Do you think we've talked about this a lot in the past? Do you think the pharmaceutical industry has an excessive amount of influence on the CDC and the FDA? Oh, these agencies have been <clears throat> captured by the pharmaceutical industry. They get fifty percent of their funding or more. From these private companies that, you know, that is really, I would say that's to their advantage to get their government agency to mandate their product. Well, wow, what a business model. I wish I could have that for my product. If I had a product, get the government to mandate that everybody buy it. Wow. When I read this decision of Judge Gorsuch and the way he reflects back on what our founders wrote Anybody that says the founders and the writers of the Constitution and the Declaration, they're outmoded. They don't understand how things are today. Listen to this quote from James Madison in the Federalist Papers. He said, if Congress divests its legislative power to the executive branch, and all these agencies are under the executive branch, he said, he, James Madison, said, in a world like that, agencies could churn out new laws more or less at more or less at whim intrusions on liberty would not be difficult and rare but easy and profuse that's federalist papers number 47 boy and so we he saw ahead yes and so in the 1960s and 70s congress created dozens of new federal administrative agencies these have not always been around but they have grown since then to issue you know the congress Code of Federal Regulations is 44,000 pages. And now we have roughly 200,400 laws every year from the federal administrative agencies. They adopt something on the order of 3,000 to 5,000 final rules, and they, beyond that, agencies regularly produce thousands, if not millions, of guidance documents, which, as a practical matter, bind effective parties. So this is just, it's it's exploded, it's gotten out of control and this ruling is going to help get that back into You know control. when you hire too many bureaucrats and that most people do want to have something to do writing new regulations <laughs> yeah. writing new codes that's something they can do and and it can just expand and expand and expand uh, particularly if you have the mindset that we need to regulate. You know, people. some people have the mindset, every little thing they say, the first thing that comes to their mind is, there ought to be a law. There ought to be a law. Well, a lot of these people are attracted to work in regulatory agencies because that's their mindset in the first place. They can always think of new things that you ought to have. And well, the fact that it's disrupting the whole economy is usually not that big of a consideration. Well, and the, it's the mindset that we can solve everything with experts with science with you know we can create this utopia this technocracy and 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 it doesn't matter about the rights of the people 
or freedom. No, we're going to somehow have this utopian state. But So what uh, do you think, It kind of in summary, what do you think is the possibilities with this ruling of West Virginia versus EPA? And by the way, it was a six to three ruling, pretty strong ruling. I think, I see it as kind of a great start, but a lot of it's going to depend on, yes, it did block what West Virginia, and it wasn't really just West Virginia, there were over 20 other states in on it. But anyway, it didn't just block what the EPA was doing. If it's followed through with, it can really regulate, uh, for lack of a better word, stop the overreach of all kinds of federal agencies. Well, we've already seen other rulings like the one against the mass mandate for the CDC. Yeah, you don't have to wear masks on the airplane. But it, it, this, what, what the Supreme Court does is it issues instructions to lower courts. And so you can only go this far. This is is how far that these agencies can reach. So we're going to see other lawsuits just like with the gun ruling uh, because the left is going to push back, but we're, we got to support the people fighting in the courts for our rights and, and also elect representatives that will make the hard decisions. And yeah, some of these people are going to have to find other jobs, in my opinion. Like, let's shrink down these, this huge bureaucracy. There's a lots of other productive things we could be working so on. So end, we at, thank your time. Yeah, we're at the end of our time. And, and to bless your neighbor this week, first of all, we suggest you pray for our United States Supreme Court. They are under siege. I don't know if you've seen it, but literally at their own personal homes, they have people screaming from the sidewalk, and it's not big a distance to most of their front doors, screaming obscenities and screaming all kinds of hateful things, and no one's come in to protect them from that. So pray for them. Yes. So we hope you've gotten something from the show this week. We're going to have another great show next week. Till next week, bye-bye. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.